I don't know when I would have found my cancer. So that's like another reason why I'm so motivated to educate people and mentor women that are diagnosed and even to be proactive in your health because you're, you can't really control your genes per se, but you can control your lifestyle and being um, proactive. You're listening to season two of the Real Women Shine podcast, sponsored by Beach Candy Swimwear, a brand for women by women since 2011. I am your host, Britt, founder, pattern maker, and designer at Beach Candy Swimwear. As seen on E! News, The Real Housewives of Orange County, Good Day LA, and also named Editor's Pick in Sports Illustrated. This year, we are celebrating a decade in business and over 10 years of empowering conversations with women worldwide. At Beach Candy Swimwear, we believe real, everyday women truly do shine the brightest. Join us as we dive deep into the extraordinary, and welcome to the Real Women Shine podcast, sponsored by Beach Candy Swimwear. Hey girls, how's it going? Good, how are you? Hey. Ah, very good, very good. Right after Labor Day weekend, just getting ready for the next next season here. I know, it's detox season. I'm Kelly and my partner, Melody, and we are starting a podcast. It's called Health Butts and Guts. We are trying to figure out what's a fad and what actually works as far as health rather than just going to the doctor and getting a pill and just kind of exploring the holistic lifestyle. We're still, you know, taking shots of vodka, but we want to know how to do it and still feel good. It's been a rough road for both Melody and I through the health journeys for both of us on on different levels yeah it's like being realistic about it though because you can say that you want to do all of these diets and you want to clean your whole life from your kitchen to your toiletries the reality of life is that not truly possible you're always exposed to things but like kelly said how can you find a balance and not feel guilty about it but slowly change your habit and start reintroducing things, you know, like throw out your face lotions and add in cleaner products. What led you to be so curious about just amping up your healthy lifestyle? I've been going to a kinesiologist for a little over a year. So he's helped me through a different lens on health and a different approach, basically through my gut. And I've always been interested in going an alternative route rather than medicine. But it's not to say that medicine is bad. So I would like to, you know, learn both. So I'm a a breast cancer survivor. And before I was diagnosed, I considered myself to be pretty healthy. Like, yeah, I would party on the weekends, but then I was for the most part healthy during the week. Um, And then when I was diagnosed, I felt this pressure to react to my diagnosis and go through my treatments of like chemo, radiation, surgeries, and then be on medications like daily to keep me in remission. And through my journey, I still try to incorporate 
holistic practices. And now that I'm in remission, I just look at my journey and I'm like, I reacted like that because I had a fear. And I just listened to the Western doctors because I was scared for my life. In my life, I always want to pay it forward and help people out. And we only get better with each other. And it's scary to do it alone. But when you have people that are willing to be vulnerable and explore things and, you know, put themselves out there and be like, look, we tried this and this is how it's helpful or how it's not helpful or firsthand experiences, you know, rather than reading a book about Aunt Joni's cousin's friend's grandma, you know, people are coming to us and asking, oh, you know, how was that juice cleanse? How was chemotherapy? How was, you know, going through an abortion? You know, there's a lot of topics that we have to talk about with people and want to share. Like Melody said, we're trying to make this something that's easy to understand. It's our personalities and it's kind of entertaining. It's <laughs> raw and it's shocking in some of the topics that we talk about. So how did you get this title for your podcast? I love the name. <laughs> well, it was a long list. That we were going <laughs> it actually, so our we started the podcast based around the coffee enema. When she had her, she was going through her chemotherapy, I handed her an enema bucket. And, you know, I wasn't shy about it. She was definitely not ready for that. <laughs> it was a little, right? Yeah, and also like my doctors were like, no, 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 don't do it. You can get an infection, Right. your immune system's low. And so I literally moved three times from when Kelly gave me that bucket and everywhere I moved, I would move the bucket with me. And then finally, <laughs> in the last place I moved into, it was, I was like, Cal, just walk me through it, please. And so she did. I had the biggest fear because my bathroom was white, right? And she's like, okay, you got to lay down, put a towel. I'm like, okay, white towel on white floors. Everything's white, white shower curtain. And all I could think of was literally like, not like exploding, like <laughs> shit and coffee everywhere, you know? <laughs> like there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. But she walked me through and it was so simple and it, really helped me even after like the first time I did it. I have really bad brain frog, fog, not frog, brain, brain okay, brain, brain fog. fog from all the medication and surgeries I had. I had like seven, I think seven or nine um, procedures in one year of time. Oh my gosh, Melody. Yeah. You've got to detox that. I remember telling her like, okay, if you put a little piece of toilet paper on your butthole, it will actually help you with retaining the enema. And you know, like that could, some people could be like, really, why are we talking about that? That's embarrassing. That's, you know, a sacred place, but it's serious. It's something we need to talk about, you know, like there should, we shouldn't be shy about it. We all have one. Tell me more about like how you felt during and after Melody for your first time. Um, well, during it was more of like a challenge because I had a timer and I was watching and I was like, I want to go through to the 15 minutes, you know, and right. Like I just set myself up because my, my mental focus after going through everything was more committed to my health. So even though it was a little uncomfortable or I, you know, at some point through it, like 15 minutes is a long time. A minute is a long time. You know, it was, it was empowering to get to do it and to get through it and then to see the results and how it really benefited me made me more motivated to continue to do it whenever I'm feeling off or it just like kind of comes into mind I'm like okay I'm gonna do it and 
I even got my sister to do it and she has stage four cancer and she also was kind of scared to do it. And then when she did it, she's like, that really wasn't that bad. Like going back to your question about like the name of our podcast, yeah, it, it really is like what it's called. We, we're, we are focusing on like your overall health from your mental, physical and spiritual health because all of these things affect like everything in life affects one of those three. And if one is out of balance, the other two are stressed. So we really are trying to focus on balancing out those three and also focusing a lot on your gut health and then your butt health through like different enemas. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Can you guys share your ages? I think that's a really important factor of this. Yeah, I'm 35. Melody. Um, we're both 35. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And I always thought you were like a year older than me. <laughs> yeah. Because you're a great older than me. Yeah, Melody yeah. and I went to high school together. We played water polo and slam together. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> so even and back then, we were doing healthy stuff and still partying on the side. Amen. Well, you were. I was... <laughs> uh, my parents were a little more, I don't know, like conservative is just like sounds nice but they're probably like more excessive conservative where yeah. I really couldn't do anything other than sports <laughs> and school <laughs> Melody I'm so sorry that that you have gone through cancer and breast cancer of all things yeah I was 31 and unfortunately the doctors I've had in my life knew my family history because my grandma was diagnosed at 41 and um, she ended up dying at 49 of cancer. And mm -hmm. that was like in the early nineties, like late eighties, early nineties. And, um, it was really like traumatic and just hearing the word cancer just makes you get super scared, you know, and you have these visions of what it did to people. And my doctors never, like when I would tell them like, Oh, my family history, my grandma died. Like People don't, you know, like you don't, you're not supposed to die that young. You're not supposed to get diagnosed with that. So, yeah. right. And they never educated me on it. And then it wasn't until I was diagnosed at 31, which was 10 years, right? Younger than when my grandma was diagnosed at 41. Typically you are supposed to start get, getting screened for, at least for breast cancer, Ten, when you're 10 years younger than the youngest person in your family was diagnosed. Wow. So yeah. So if my sister hadn't been diagnosed a couple months before me, she actually felt a lump. I don't know when I would have found my cancer. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. So that's like another reason why I'm so motivated to educate people and mentor women that are diagnosed and even to be proactive in your health because you're, you can't really control your genes per se, but you can control your lifestyle and being um, proactive. And even if you get a diagnosis, the sooner you are diagnosed, obviously the sooner you can hopefully reverse those factors that affect you, you know? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Our, our healthcare system is so reactive versus proactive and, um, even just like organic foods and, and, you know, I know it's out there that people know an organic apple is better for you than a non-organic apple, but it's not out there like it should be. And our primary care doctors and conventional medicine doesn't, they don't seem to preach, um, the importance of just what we ingest on a day-to-day -day basis, let alone being proactive and, you know, screening for cancer and, and family conditions that run in our genes, et cetera. 
Mm-hmm. Do you what? have any health issues that you're going through? Myself? That? Yeah. Yes, I do. I, I'm very present to all of this because I have a rare autoimmune spinal disease and I was sick for 12 years before they, they properly diagnosed me. Wow. Um, and it got to the point where I couldn't walk and uh, couldn't even bend my fingers, couldn't stand on my feet because they were so swollen and finally hobbled into uh, a rheumatologist and they finally did a, a blood panel for a rare, you know, rare cases of these autoimmune diseases that would cause such symptoms. And we found out runs in my family. We actually didn't know that my grandma had it, but my grandmother was crippled um, and quite um, hunched over. Basically, the main event of the disease is that your spine slowly fuses together over time. Wow. Um, yeah. So is that painful? very painful it's like one of the most painful versions of it's in the arthritis family but it's a very extreme arthritis basically and it also affects your tendons and your joints so about six years ago i was just uh, walking at work and my knee popped out of its socket to the back of my leg and i fell to the ground and that was a sign of this disease but because you know i just Basically, all the years I was sick, it was they were crippling symptoms, but they were somewhat invisible to the naked eye. I was always nauseous. I had a headache all the time. Okay, when you travel, you know, like how do you balance out your your bowels or like, you know, because you're always like bloated or you're traveling, you can't poop. You know, yeah. Like, we also talk about those days looking in- good in your bathing suit and not having bloat because you traveled, but you want to look good in that suit. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you recommend for that? Because that is something that a lot of women face when traveling or just not being in their normal routine and they don't go to the bathroom and it throws everything off. So, what do you guys recommend for that? So, I have, <laughs> I will like pack prunes, I'll pack apples. Recently, I went to Hawaii and I bought this enema bag and I bought this like um, compact little like travel tea kettle. And so I just went to the the store. I bought hydroperoxide. I bought uh, distilled water and you're supposed to also use like some salt too. And I would do like a enema like flush before I would go out or in the morning. And it really like helped keep me balanced. And it also helped me stay hydrated with all of like the drinking, the different elevations, the food that you don't, you know, normally eat or the exercise you don't normally do. Right. And it, it didn't take up that much room, but it was so helpful because I didn't feel like gassy or bloated or poochy and like my bikini or my outfits that were, you know, a little bit tighter. That was something that like helps me, you know, and then I do this thing too, where (laughs) I called Kelly when I was in the airport and I FaceTime her. I'm like, I'm doing it right now. So I'll like squat kind of like, like if you see like how a monkey kind of like stands, you know, like I'll squat in front of like a chair and -hmm. I'll just go on my phone and I'll like on Instagram or I'll catch up with emails and texts and it allows my body to be relaxed in like the right position that you should be like to poop you know your intestines aren't cut off so basically it's like in the shape of being you yeah know, when squatty potty <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's like if you don't have it you know and I'll just like and like people don't know and like sometimes if I don't want to get in the conversation I'll just say, oh, I'm just stretching my back. You know, it's like comfortable, but it really is like helping me (laughs) to have to go to the bathroom. And yeah. And then, and then like in the hotel, I'll flip the, 
the, the wastebasket upside down and use that as like my squatty potty. Then like my last trip to Pennsylvania, I packed these like organic pink lemons from my parents' yard. <laughs> and every morning I would just squeeze it and drink that first. It's just awesome that she's given me that idea of, you know, bringing, being prepared and bringing the whole enema kit with her. It's just genius because I, like I said, I've had bloat on vacation before and I just once again, deal with it. And I feel like that's what we do is just deal with things, but to actually rehydrate yourself and be prepared, it's it's genius. It's I appreciate you for sharing that with me. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to use it. <laughs> what I find so hard when traveling is you eat restaurant food all the time and they don't care about what they put in your food like you do, you know, from the spices to the oils to the, the meats and the different vegetables themselves. But I take a digestive enzyme and that helps me process any carbohydrates, sugars, dairies that um, a little bit better so that you don't have any gas or bloat or any weird, you know, kind of like, you know, digestive issues. And then two, I love celery juice is my jam. I love organic celery juice with a little ginger and a little lemon. And that helps me stay so regular. I just, those two things, especially when I get back from a trip or when I get back from a long weekend, I always make a big celery juice. And I find that just like, it really clears my mind and my body. I feel totally different after I, I've consumed the whole, the whole mason jar of it. Wow. Do you do that on an empty stomach? I do. I do. I do it in the morning before I eat anything. I take two supplements that I have to take early AM. Uh, it's a CoQ10 and a, a digestive aid. And then I do my, my celery juice. But you knowing you travel and you have to eat restaurant food, does it bother you as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just meats being cooked in butter or vegetables cooked in butter will destroy me. I don't do the enzymes, but I, it's a very similar approach. Um, my doctor just has me just do a little shot of like a half shot of apple cider vinegar mm -hmm. and wash it down with water. And that will also get the gut flora going. So it's preparing to be able to break down the foods as well. That's amazing. I mean, it's not easy to just bring a bottle of apple cider vinegar, but it's easy to grab it. You know, it's accessible. Right. I don't even know if this has a benefit or not. <laughs> I, I Sometimes I think I know more than I actually do. <laughs> but I'll, when I go to eat at a restaurant, whatever, I'll ask for a hot cup of water with a slice of lemon. And it just is like, I don't drink it super hot. I'll just get it and I'll stick the slice of lemon in it. I won't squeeze it. And then I'll just sip on it through dinner. And it, for some reason, it makes me feel like like not as bloated and that my food is getting digested. I, I don't like to drink when I'm eating unless it's like like wine or a cocktail. And it's funny because when I do it and I'm with someone that's never seen me do it, but they think I'm like knowledgeable about it. And they're like, oh, um, I'll have one of those too. Or <laughs> like, I really don't know why I do this, but. Hey, you know what? I'm all about like, call me crazy. I do this because I feel good. You know, I'm totally about that. Like there doesn't have to be a rhyme or reason. If you feel good, do you boo? Because amen. I put coffee in my butt to feel good and I don't care what anyone thinks about it. <laughs> and that's another thing about our podcast too. And just how we are in general is it really is a you do you boo thing <laughs> because everyone is different and we all have different 
thresholds within our bodies and even like our mind space. So if Kelly and I are cool with doing an enema, you know, or butts, where however often like other people aren't. And my mom was really uncomfortable and embarrassed when I was telling her about this. And she's like, but why, like, why would you do that? And you know, people are going to be like, so weird. I was like, but mom, see how you're acting. Like, I love you, but the way you're acting is how a lot of people think and feel about this stuff. And if we're able to share it with you and just you having the knowledge about it, you don't even have to do it. Right. But just having that knowledge is going to be so much more helpful and you're more sensitive and aware to these things and how your body works than to not even know, you know, and it is just more personal to each body of how much you want to do or how little you want to do, but at least you're getting that education, mm-hmm. awareness, Absolutely. Yeah. information. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's approachable and it's not such a scary topic. Well, my mom, she has stage four lung cancer. I'll tell you about this. She actually, speaking of taboo, she's been doing two coffee enemas a day for over a year. And she, when she was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, she declined chemo. She was, you know, that must be where I get it. She wanted to go more holistic and, you know, she basically was a walking death sentence. And now that it's been a year and a half, not to get gross, but the things that have come out of her body, literally the monsters that have expelled from her. I mean, the tubing, the lining basically from her intestines, like it, it's it's been a miracle. And I feel like she's literally pulling these toxins from her body, doing these coffee enemas. And she's, you know, she was not about sticking coffee in her butt. But when, when you get to that point, like you said, when you're too late, you're willing to try everything. So are there any other practices that she swears by or? So she does two coffee enemas a day. And she also has a cold pressed green juice but she has knocked out dairy and any processed foods so she basically eats about 80 percent organic diet with completely gluten-free dairy-free yes lots of fruits and vegetables and a little bit of meat right so no gluten either so dairy-free and gluten-free i think it has to do with inflammation and being on a um low inflammation diet. She also has to watch nightshades, which all of this, you know, it seems very overwhelming, especially once you get to stage four, you know, when you have to completely change everything in your diet, everything in your lifestyle, it's overwhelming. You know, she had to take out everything. For those listening who don't know nightshades, like even tomatoes, eggplants, mushrooms, those are all nightshades. So no tomatoes, no gluten. Spaghetti is just totally out of the picture. Our main meals that we normally have. So it's a, it's a big shift. It's a huge shift and shopping and trying to even, you know, labels, trying to find, okay, well, what is this? Can I have this? Can I not? It was, it's, it was exhausting. It was exhausting for my dad too, to try and understand my mom's diet when she was too weak to go shopping. Yes. You know, but when you, you just got to keep trying. And the big thing is, you know, she, if she would be exposed to dairy, you know, she'd be sick for a couple of days, but it wasn't, you know, don't give up. You got to keep, just keep going. Like you make the mistake and keep detoxing till you get it out. Right. That aligns with like your mind space because 
like I've done, try to do like diets a long time ago. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. Cause I want to lose weight. But then like, it would be so hard to finish it versus now when I do something, I'm like, okay, I understand why I'm doing it. I understand the benefits and then like the results that I'm trying to achieve. And I'm mentally prepared myself and I have peace with it versus doing it so stressed out with the stress part of our lives, especially as a society and especially in America is really a huge factor that affects our health. And like, you can eat the cleanest things. You can buy the most expensive organic stuff, but if your body is not functioning properly, if your intestines are not like sludge free and those pockets within each groove of your intestines isn't open to absorb these nutritious things, you can eat like probably like something that's gold to your body and you won't get the benefits of it. And if your acids in your stomach are off, that's the same thing. It's not going to break those foods down to get to your intestines, to get through your liver. Like all of those things people don't realize. They just think, oh, I'm going to drink this juice or I'm going to eat this food. And there's a lot of foundational things that people have to realize you know, are functioning correctly, that your mind space is ready for that and that you have peace doing these things. A lot of people I spoke to and even myself personally, my sister and looking back at like our family history of people that have had any sort of chronic illness, like stress was hovering over us. It was seeping in our lives and we're like, okay, we might've had these toxins in our body. We might've had these cancers or tumors, but what really tripped them off was the stress that was present. Mm-hmm. And you made such a good point about the diet and you know not being able to follow through. I think every woman can relate to that and going, okay, I'm going to go on this diet, but it's held to nothing other than weight loss. Instead, really studying and creating a diet for you that will help you feel your best. I know I can sit with my husband while he has a beer and a cheeseburger and yes, I will salivate, but I won't even have one bite. I will enjoy my salad with lemon and olive oil salad dressing, just knowing I'm going to feel okay the rest of the day versus down and out. Yeah, that's what's going to get you out of bed. Right. (laughs) You know, like you have to make those decisions like, okay, I can have a bite of that burger, but then I'm out for two days after, like, is it worth it? Right, right. And it's not like an extreme thing where like those diets, you do it for however many days or weeks. And then afterwards, you're like, falling off of that wagon and you're literally like tumbling off. It's not like, okay, you stepped off. It's like you end up gaining most of that weight back. You end up going back to those old habits versus building better habits and making it your like lifestyle and feeling confident about it. Because I, I feel like a lot of people that can't do what you're doing and make those changes in their lives, make you feel insecure and stupid for what you're doing. And they peer pressure you to not do it and to like do what they're doing. And then it just makes it even harder to create that balance in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I notice even I'll have like a sip of wine and I'll start to feel tingling in my fingers and not feel well. But I've found that I drink mezcal 
um, any of the hard seltzers, like the really nice ones, the gluten-free ones, or tequila. Those are kind of my cornerstones to have a good time and not feel terrible afterwards. But do you guys have any drinks of choice or what do you prefer to drink when, uh, when you're having a good time? I'm with you. I do tequila and mezcal too. And it's funny because my, one of my doctors I had actually told me that she was like, if you're going to drink any alcohol, do tequila. I'm like, awesome. Doctor's orders coming right up. You know? <laughs> I actually started like six months ago. I'd say maybe a little longer. I do, um, I'll do a tequila shot and then I drink iced tea because I tend to over drink. I tend to over party and over socialize. <laughs> so like I said, trying you don't to feel, say Kelly, you know? <laughs> you know, so balance, it's really, it's, it's difficult. So I'm like, okay, how do I drink? And, you know, people say, oh, have water in between. You can't tell drunk Kelly, have a water. I'm like, no, no, no. You want a shot of tequila with me? So to have something in my hand has really, really, really helped. And so I'll do literally iced tea. And whenever someone decides like, hey, let's have a drink. then I'm like, okay, we'll take a shot of tequila. Right. <laughs> and that's helped a lot for me. I, I, it's, it's been fun. And do you drink caffeine um, teas or do you do herbal? Um, well, usually if we're out, I mean, you have black tea, which right. Melody's teaching me all about black tea. And that's a whole nother. I mean, this is literally the tip of the iceberg with health because <laughs> even iced tea, when I thought it was super healthy, you know, you have to be careful of the bag being bleached. And if it's like organic tea bags. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once again, <laughs> balancing. Here we go again. Um, I try to get, you know, black tea. And if not, it's lemon water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Me, on the other hand, I think I'm addicted to coffee, not through my butt, but through my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and like every day I'm like, okay, this is my last cup of coffee in the morning. And then I end up getting one in like the afternoon or making one. Coffee is the caffeine that I have in my life. Just try not to feel guilty. You know, I... I think guilt also just for me, at least I feel like if I, if I ever make myself feel guilty about what I eat or drink, I feel it and see it in my body. I really don't give my guilt value with the food. I just eat it. And I'm like, you know what? It's temporary. I'm going to enjoy it. And like, I'm going to deal with the consequences later, but I'm not going to overwhelm myself and feel bad and beat myself up about it because I feel like that makes me, my body hold on to it too. Absolutely. No, okay. guilt is a form of stress for sure. Yeah. I've just somehow finally found a way to just sit with my husband while he enjoys all those treats and snacks. And I have, you know, a Pellegrino and literally don't, don't eat a bite. But, uh, you know, I have all my treats and things at home, all my organic plantain chips and all my fun stuff that I can have. It's It's been a journey to replace those habits with just new, healthier thoughts about it so I can still enjoy and, and live my life fully and not feel like I'm missing out on things. Yeah. Okay, question. This is so bad. But have you ever wanted to just like take a bite of the burger, chew it up and then spit it out? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> I totally do that sometimes. I'm like, I really want that chocolate. So I'll eat it and then I'll spit it out. <laughs> oh my gosh. So many times. I just thought last night I wanted to knock the fork out of my husband's hand and eat the bowl of spaghetti he was eating. But 
um, and chew it up and, and not swallow it. But then I think, you know, hey, this is kind of like on a molecular level, so I can't even touch it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I actually got takeout from Urban Plates and I ordered a, a salmon dish and some steamed vegetables and let them know I had a gluten dairy allergy. They somehow got a mix up in the kitchen and which happens all the time. But anyways, they put bread on my to-go plate and I just lifted it off my salmon and put it to the side and figured, okay, it's not mixed in, I'll be fine. I was sick the rest of the night from just the bread touching the salmon mm -hmm. or some contamination in the kitchen, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's like when you tell them no onions, they put extra or something like that, you know? <laughs> totally. Or a loogie. <laughs> it's just tough eating at a restaurant when you're on such a, a strict diet for health conditions. Being on such a strict diet, do you ever set yourself up to fail successfully? Like you just said you were out of town for basically the month. It's like, did you know that you would have all your food, all your drinks, everything prepared? Or do you have like a little kind of rule of thumb of like, okay, I have, you know, the dirty dozen. Uh, I see a functional medicine doctor and, and he said, you know, try things once and see how, you know, in a, in a setting where you're not having five different things outside of your, you know, your limitations, but one so that you really can test it to see how your body does. And if you respond fine, then you know your body is accepting it and you can digest it properly and you can reintroduce it to your diet. But if you do not and you're sick for that evening or day or, you know, day or two, then, you know, don't do it again. It's, it's not worth the stress that it puts on your body. I have you to personally think for sweet potato chips. You've op opened my mind on sweet potatoes, so. Oh yeah, I, that's one of the only ways I can eat them. I, they get a little too sweet and uh, like if you just made it like a mashed potato, I can't really do it anymore. At the beginning, it was all I was eating. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna share the recipe on our website because any, all, any recipes you can share with us, absolutely, because we're always looking for fun, good, healthy options. Yes. And the secret to those is the air fryer. I actually, the oven just takes too long. So the air fryer gets you the perfect chip. Mm. Do you season them with anything? I do. I mix it up. Sometimes I just do a little sea salt and then I'll do a little pepper after they've cooked because pepper burns. Uh, or I'll do um, like a turmeric salt and I'll do, because the turmeric is so good for inflammation. And sometimes I'll do Herbs de Provence and salt. Ooh, that sounds so fancy. It's delicious. <laughs> it's just a way of saying all these yummy herbs. Little bottle of goodness. One little bottle of goodness, exactly. And I get all my herbs from Mountain Rose Organics. So, and it's actually, this is another awesome little plug for them, uh, but it's all organic. They source from all over the world. So you'll get, you know, your hibiscus flowers from India or wherever they're best grown, et cetera. And what's um, it called? Mountain rose? Mountain rose herbs. And, rose. Yeah, rose, rose like the flower? Rose like the flower. Mountain rose herbs. And I think it's just even mountain rose, um, but you can Google it. And I, at first I didn't know what to expect, you know, oh my gosh, is it going to be like an arm and a leg? And so I told my husband, who's really the chef of the house, put everything in your cart that you would want from mountain rose. And then we'll take a look at it and pare down if we need to. And he put everything in there, even ashwagandha and like some really, you know, uh, exotic things. And the, the tab was $103 and we ordered everything. So I was like, oh yeah, place that order. That's amazing. So wow. now we only use that because there are additives just in, you know, any store-bought spices 
they don't even have to put it on the label, but they put things in there to keep it from getting condensation. So there's even additives in the most organic of spices that you would buy in the stores. And Mountain Rose yeah, does not put anything. And there's even organic additives. So even though it says organic, they are organic like pesticides. So they'll they'll say like, oh, it's organic, but the pesticides are organic. So right. that in a way, it's like labels are there should just be a whole class on just labels alone. i agree i know it's crazy oh i'm eating this thing and the label says that or it's coming from this place and it really is not what you think That's you're eating why you always have to be ready to pivot because you think you're doing the best you can and then you're going to find out something else is thrown under the under the rug I know. It kind of reminds me of this thing that my dad would tell me when I'd go shopping. And he's like, and it wasn't even with his money. Okay, it was my own money. And he goes, but do you need it? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, dad. He goes, okay, you're going to have to ask yourself this three times when you're about to buy something. Do I need it? And if you're like, mean, say, but do I really need it? And then if you're still not convincing yourself, just be like, okay, well, if I don't have it tomorrow, right? Like how much different will my life be how can I not like function without it and I was like but it's a really cute pair of shoes <laughs> but or it's a really good hamburger <laughs> yeah but, it, but I think like having that mindset too is like it's not the end of the world if I don't have it right you know like I've had it before and I know what it tastes like or I know what it feels like then sometimes that might like help you not be so bummed out about it you know you have yeah. to make a different choice absolutely I'm all about the simplicity model these days after the pandemic and after just looking at landfills and looking at the waste in our oceans. It's just sick to me, like the single use plastics and the way we all just bulldoze through like wasting and wasting and wasting. I just can't even, I, I sometimes it just, it, it takes, you know, it adds stress to my life. I can't even think about it. So I try to, as much as possible, just go without as much as possible. And when I do buy something, it's something that will last. That's what I really preach mm -hmm. with the business with Beach Candy is making things that last. If I was just another fast fashion company, I think I would have offed myself a long time ago. I just can't, <laughs> I just can't fathom making things or, or you know, just contributing to the way, more waste in the world. And that's kind of, that was like my one question that I had for you. And just with us doing like health butts and guts, like how do you go about with having every, the fast fashion industry and, you know, having everything come from China quickly, you know, these $10, how do you even compete with these $10 suits? You know, like, I mean, oh, yeah. I've suits already. I definitely, <laughs> I know the, the feeling. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's been, what's been difficult is conveying that over because we, you know, we were a storefront for almost 10 years, our first 10 years in business. And so we could convey that to the customer just by them reaching out and grabbing the product. And they're like, oh, that's so thick. That's so nice. I know that's going to be supportive. I can't wait to try it on. And then they would try it on. And it was like a whole love affair and a loyal beach candy babe was born, you know, but now we have just a screen to convey that message to women. And so it's it's been a challenge to photograph it in a way and to write copy and marketing messaging in a way where women understand this is not more of the same. It's made in America. It's beaded even in America. It's made with, 
you know, Swarovski crystals are real stones that are biodegradable or natural, and then they're built to last a lifetime if you if you care for them properly. And we have even a beading guarantee. So if anything happens to the beading, we'll fix the beading and send it back to you. That way it doesn't end up in a landfill and, and waste. It just drives me nuts that women are are subjected to such compromise in such a it's such a psychological experience wearing a swimsuit, first of all. And then when you're wearing one that doesn't make you feel your best, it's it's just it's so such a bummer, such a bummer to take this nice trip to sit by this beautiful pool and not ha not feel your absolute best. I'm, I'm a huge stickler for quality swimsuits. Oh, my gosh, it's huge. I've brought in a couple of your suits to Mexico a few times and I feel classier. <laughs> you know, I go to party, but I, I look good. I feel good. Yeah. I know it's not going to break on me. And I'm guilty. I have some of those, you know, cheaper bathing suits, but I probably have now like six beach candy suits of my own. And literally it lifts my butt. The feeling that it gives you, it's it's just so I thank you for that because it's very important, not just the feeling, but where how you're conscious as well. And you do look absolutely stunning in your beach candy suits. And what's cool is you, I know you take them down to Mexico with your party crew and you have a great time. You don't have to worry about fixing or adjusting or doing anything because you're just looking fabulous the whole time. And that's what I love about it is, you know, it does, it does everything for you. I always see women you know, adjusting their suits constantly, fixing the ties around their neck or pulling the tummy up higher so that they're covered where they want to be covered or pulling the bottoms back out of their butt or all these things and it's just that's just a sign that your swimsuit sucks <laughs> yeah exactly I, I think I was the only one on the yacht not adjusting I'm like oh no my everything's tucked in nicely it's <laughs> I didn't mean to brag but hey I it just it fit it was perfect Melody we'll have to get you in a beach candy suit I know please I'm like wanting to go online and find one right now like <laughs> How do, I, how do I get this? <laughs> more and more, the older I get and the more like conscientious I am of things, I would rather spend my money on something of quality that actually fits me and does like gives me the feeling that I want. And I know I can have it over time. It's like a classic piece than to sit and buy like 10 different ones and not feel good about them. And then they like, you know, they're just a one-time shot of wearing it. For me, at least I did become a little bit more self-conscious about my body, not just like my chest, but like other places I had to have surgery too. Yeah, do um, you have a scar too? On yeah. Chest? It's like I have a scar from my Porticath um, that I've had to have revised a couple times. My chest scars, like from my double mastectomy, they're under like the crease of my breast. Yeah, so I yeah. don't really see it unless you're you're like naked or you're wearing one of those like tops that gives you the under or boob a bathing look. suit that doesn't hug you right when you lift your arms, the bathing suit lifts up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You did have a good doctor. That's amazing. That's so great to hear because I've seen so many different, you know, bodies over the years and Sometimes doctors really don't think about this woman wants to have a normal life, wear swimsuits, everything afterwards, because I've seen some scarring and some, you know, just injection site or, you know, surgery sites where they just didn't uh, use clean lines and um, or even C-section scars. And, you know, some women have it nice and low and it's like two inches, very, very low, you know, below any panty or, or swimsuit line. And I've seen other women where it's like, they did the sign of the cross from the navel down and, and, and the other way. And I'm like, how can this exist where one is this way and the other is this way? I've never, yeah. you know, it's and just so crazy. 
Yeah. It's so important to be an advocate for yourself and to, you know, take that extra time, even though you think you don't have it to really like get the right doctors or understand that. And, you know, there is this thought process, right? Like embrace your scars and embrace your body and you're beautiful and all those things. But it's like, but if you have some kind of a choice or control, like if you can get it done a little bit better then it's, you know, it it does help your mental health in that part of um, things. But yeah, and I think too, it's like, we just want that instant gratification in our world and in our life. And we're just so focused on moving so fast and comparing ourselves to other people and what we think is like a cookie, cookie cutter perfection or level that everyone has to be in. And it's just unfortunate that people don't have more confidence within themselves to be like, I am different and that's okay. And that's actually beautiful. And that's good. Yes. And that things like your bathing suits enhance that and not try to take away from it. I love that. Yeah. Well, we love you girl. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being on our podcast today. And for those who want to check out your podcast, how do they search it? So it's health, butts and guts. And it could, it's on like any podcast platform, YouTube, Instagram. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to the Real Women Shine podcast. Cheers to 10 years of Beach Candy Swimwear. It's such an honor that we get to be a part of your day and we hope to continue to inspire women worldwide. Make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, it would mean so much to us for you to rate and review us. To catch all the latest from Beach Candy Swimwear, you can follow us on our social media platforms at Beach Candy Swimwear. And we want to hear from you, so let us know your thoughts by sending a DM to at Beach Candy Swimwear on Instagram or emailing us at info at beachcandyswimwear.com. Shine on until next time, babes. Every woman has a story to tell. After 10 years in our fitting rooms with women from all walks of life at Beach Candy Swimwear, we believe this to be true. And we love nothing more than real conversations, real women, and real shine. And that's precisely why we started the Real Women Shine podcast. So if you or someone that you know leads an extraordinary life, has an inspiring story to tell, or owns an incredible business, we want to know about it. Please nominate them in the comments below, and we cannot wait to share your shine with the world.